Hey everybody, welcome to Licked and Loaded. I'm Laura Desiree, and I thought let's have a total blast from the past moment and get my close friend Romy Rain back in the Zoom room for a chat. You may recall that we had a certain podcast series, which was actually my debut in the podcasting world, called A Mouthful. And you all loved it so much. And I loved it so much. And it, it's just something that she and I still talk about to this day. And of course, our friendship and our conversations have continued since that series. And so why not have a little fun with my dear friend, Romy Rain. Please enjoy this extended off the wall episode of Licked and Loaded because today folks, anything goes. everyone. Uh, you may remember this familiar face, someone who is so incredibly near and dear to my heartstrings, my heart center, my heart chakra. Uh, and I know that you've missed us. We used to have uh, a little podcast called A Mouthful, and you've definitely seen our friendship blossom and uh, really enjoy itself on our social media platforms. So I thought, you know what, let's get Romy back in here. Romy Rain, hello. Hello. Um, thank you for the fabulous introduction. I love you. People need to know that, like, I love you so much as a friend. You are a very valuable person in my life. And I'm so happy that throughout sex work, it's brought us together. It's another another thing. Who knew? Right? Sex work really, like, form female friendships. I think that's actually a really cool. And, cool, like, and, and seriously, like, we need to start thinking what we're going to do for our upcoming anniversaries because... This is this has been such a solid span of our legacy, and I don't have any plans of ending our relationship anytime soon, Romy. So we need to start like celebrating these milestones along the way and being like, hmm, how can we honor each other? I'm not breaking up with you, girl. I could not imagine I called you on my podcast to break up with you. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, that would be kind of epic. I mean, that would be, that would be a great, that would be a great show. <laughs> I would watch that. It'd be controversial. You know what? You're not super into like the controversial shows yet though. I give True. you credit. For You're not just True. trying to like with your guests though. That would be kind of amazing if you just had people on every once in a while just to kind of roast them or to like yeah. dig. I know you like to dig in with people a little bit for like the cold, hard facts, you know? I kind of want to see. I had a, I had a, a taste of confronting someone the other day. And if any of you follow me on social media, I know Romy, you and I started talking about this. Um, mm -hmm. I live here in New York City. I had a harassment encounter on the subway. And it was one of those instances where, you know, a, a, a bit of a wild guy is following me back and forth on the platform saying some really violent shit about, you know, you're a prostitute. And the whole thing started that I was sitting next to him on the benches waiting for this train that was going to be eight to 10 minutes away. And mm -hmm. he was spitting. He was spitting. And I, I decided, no, 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 just out into at the platform. And I decided I don't want to sit next to someone who's spitting. It's gross. I don't like yeah. spitting. 
Um, so I got up and moved. And when I got up and moved right after he like, you know, hawked his first loogie, he lost it. Oh, fuck you. Say it to my face. Like he went off. Because you got up and like, didn't want to be near him anymore. Right. Like I had a reaction that said, Hey, I don't like what you're doing and I want to move. And it was like the most non-confrontation, the most de-escalating non-confrontational thing I could have done. I very casually stood up. I didn't look at him and say, ew, I didn't say fuck you. I got up and walked away, but it set him off. You so, could have moved for any reason. Exactly. Honest. Who knows? You know, and, and I, I moved and I walked to one end. He gets up, he's following me and it's, it's ugly. You know, it's really yeah. ugly yelling that no one likes to deal with. Yeah. Um, so much so that the 30 other people on the platform did not want to deal with it. That's fucked which, up. And that's scary. That's scary. Right. I mean, we think of, I was scared. I was, of course I was scared. It's not a nice feeling. And when we think about the worst thing that can happen on the subway, we always imagine that it happens at night when no one's there and just one cretin comes up from a sewer drain and starts, but, but this was in the middle of the day. This was like two o'clock in the afternoon. And there were so many people that were sitting, waiting for this train, standing, waiting for this train. And the only thing you could hear in the entire subway station was this man yelling at me. And wow. I remember making eye contact with multiple people as if to say, really, oh, yeah, really, like, little you're help not going to step in. Right. Yeah. All these you know? men, what were they all doing? Were they like staring at their phones? Were they just kind of like looking around and pretending? Staring at the ground. Wow. Staring at the ground. And this, this, you know, the guy that was harassing me was using some very strong language about me being a prostitute me being a whore. I had just you're left the gym. Like, he yeah. has no idea what you do. Like he has no idea that you're in like the sex work industry. He's just a guy calling you a fucking whore on the street. That's right. That's right. And no, one no, it got to a point where I had now gone both ends of the platform and he just didn't stop. And every time I would stop and try and hold my ground at one point, I actually stood next to a couple. I stood next to a big hulking guy with a beautiful woman on his side. And I stood right next to them as if to like say, Hey guys, can I hang with you? Do you, do you have yeah. my back? Like, can you just like help me out with this? I found the biggest guy on the platform and they ignored it. Wow. Um, which was so upsetting. You, essentially. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's so scary. You know what? The bystander effect is real. Have you yes. heard of it? kind of situation right where either people they get really scared in a big situation and like one bad or loud person is just free to be bad or loud because they nobody really wants to be confrontational or get involved or the other scary part of it all like I mean I don't want to get too scared like fucked up but yeah. you've heard of these situations where one person starts doing a bad thing and then other people start joining in because they think it's okay or they can get away with it like that, that does happen. And that's a terrifying thing to be in the middle of being like, Hey, nobody's going to help. Everybody thinks that they're a hero, but when right. you're in these kind of scary situations, like how many people really step up? I mean, it's hard to say. That's just it. And how difficult would it have been just to, you know, make eyes with me and say, are you okay? Yeah. Or, you know, maybe, maybe offer me a little comfort and, you know, maybe I'm being, 
I don't think I'm being sensitive to this, okay? I don't think this is me oh. being overly sensitive. I think this was a fucked up thing that happened in one of the craziest cities in the world. Um, but, you know, the plot thickens when the next day I was walking around my neighborhood of Manhattan, not where I was when the harassment happened. I'm walking around my neighborhood in Manhattan and this man stops me on the street and he goes, can I just ask you something? Were you the woman at the 23rd Street subway station yesterday that was being harassed by that crazy man? Because I saw it all. I saw the whole thing. And as I was watching it play out, you know, I was just holding on to the knife in my pocket because I always carry a knife. And, you know, you should have gotten out of that subway station a lot sooner. <laughs> wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, right? sir. <laughs> Thanks for that. That means you know? nothing. Though. That means you were watching me in like a messed up situation and like, and also kind of admitting that he was nervous. So you were clutching the knife. I asked him exactly. I asked him and I said, Oh, you saw that. Can I ask why you, you didn't step in? You know, that was really uncomfortable for me. And he said, yeah. because you don't want to get involved with people in that mental state. Yeah. It's better if you deal with it. Right. Right. I'm but the human shield. If something would have happened, you know, they would be like talking to the news anchor being like, oh, that was terrible. Like somebody should have said or done something. People always like after the fact, which is. Yeah. And honestly, the fact of thing is, too, is like somebody would have more likely been recording that situation than like be involved. I've heard that, too. It's like, well, I want to get evidence, but I don't want to I don't want to get in trouble when it comes to it. But that's fucked up. So, wow, that was like a big story amongst yeah. the that was a city story yesterday. That People was. around town heard about it. Like That's right. Look. Talk of the town. Talk yeah. of the town. She's now the it girl of New York. And, and, you know, it ended with this man who had witnessed it. It ended with him saying, well, you're tough. You know, you're, you're a tough chick. Have a good day. And I was like, honey, that doesn't solve the problem here to tell me after the fact that I'm tough for enduring that bullshit. Yeah. You know? That's really like good for you good for dealing with it yeah i don't right. know if i would have been able to deal with it i was clutching my knife but right good for you pretty girl just handling right. it all by yourself did he have like did he say anything for why he didn't oh he said because he doesn't want to he get said you don't yeah you don't want to get you don't want to get involved with someone in that mental state that's you, not an excuse okay not, like how far would they let it go so it's like right. yeah he's harassing you and following you around like what if he put his hands on you like what if he right. had a weapon like is anybody like when is that line to say something or do something like when when right. do you step in i know that's a tricky question but like when 30 people are watching one woman get like chased by a stranger like when when do people start acting a little tough like Come on, New York. Exactly. And and the language of it, the language that he was spewing at me, the, the crazy guy on the platform, yeah. that to me is a moment that we realize there is still an absolute war against women, their sexual expression, the 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 idea of screaming that I'm a prostitute. Yes. on the subway platform the fact yeah. that other people witnessed that did it influence their decision did it influence whether or not they wanted to help me i don't know am i getting paranoid on the whole thing who knows i don't know 
I mean, that's the scary thing. Again, like I said, he didn't even like he it wasn't even like the oh, you're in sex work, you're a whore. You're just a whore because you're an attractive woman now. Like that's that's how life is sometimes. And that's even what right. I tell people when they're like, oh, don't you get upset if when people like insult you or internet trolls? I'm like, guys, bad guys, not all men. But a lot of men will if they're gonna be in that kind of shitty attitude, they're gonna say that shit to you anyway. A guy who's gonna call a woman a whore is gonna call any woman a whore that he wants to call a whore like it has very little to do with I would like I have this crazy story that I've like I don't think I've ever said it like publicly it's not that crazy but like when I was um my first job when I was uh, like 18 years old in California when I first moved out here was at like the Roosevelt Hotel there's a steakhouse that wasn't that's not there anymore and it was like me and this 17 year old hostess so like underage And I remember this like guy coming with a group of people like already belligerent, like just kind of like trying to flirt with us, but being really creepy about it, reading the menu to us and being like, and I remember he like commented on the menu being pricey. And then she, the 17 year old was like, yeah, you know, not everybody can afford it. And like, she made like some really weird offhanded joke like that. And he lost his mind. And he started just like yelling at us, harassing us, like you saying I can't afford it. And we're like, whoa, dude, no, we're like child hostesses. And then like, we just kind of backed off. And then like, while the the whole party is getting seated, like we're talking to other guests and he walks by us and throws wadded up money at us, wadded up money at us, like literally at our heads while we're talking to guests. And like, nobody like sees it besides us and like their party because they're like embarrassed. But, but yeah, he threw watered up money at a 17 and 18 year old hostesses at a five-star restaurant at a five-star hotel. And then when he leaves, he was like, yeah, yeah, sorry about that. You know how it is. And we're like, didn't you just throw money at us? Like, that's crazy. He was like, yeah, yeah, come on. I thought you guys would already be used to it, you sluts. This guy, (laughs) yes, this guy called the 17 and 18-year-old girl sluts threw wadded up money at our heads because he was offended about, like, a menu price joke that, like, a teenager made. So it's like, I always think of that as like a story because I remember even thinking then, I'm like, God, you don't even get this kind of bullshit in a strip club. You can slap a guy for saying shitty things to you. So I remember that always sticking in my head throughout like my entire sex work career is like, Mm. people will treat you badly in any profession. Like people are going to call you a whore if you're a teenage hostess. They're going to call you a whore if you're in the subway station. Like shitty people are going to be shitty people and all women are stupid to a shitty guy. Wow. I mean, fuck, dude. I am so sorry. What an awful thing to have happened to you. And to a young person, too. I mean, at that point, you're still kind of learning the rules of the world. And that yeah. kind of behavior, it impacts you. Do you remember how you felt at that time when you were that 18-year-old hostess? Because you didn't have sex work experience then. How did you feel? No, that was even before I got into stripping. Like I knew yeah. strippers. I remember that being like a story that always stuck with me in a moment being like, you know, fuck this. I'm doing this for minimum wage and getting called a whore. Like I'm going to go fucking dance. And that really was, I swear to God, it was one of my mentalities. We were shocked. Like we were like, I can't believe this guy's just talking to us this way for no reason. And the funny thing is when he said like the whole, well, I figured you guys were used to getting wadded up money thrown at you. We like had these shocked faces. And I remembered too we like looked at each other and looked back at him and he was laughing like he was smiling he he was proud of himself for those kind of moments so 
Yeah. Some men are trash. I have no problem saying that. The the idea of throwing sexuality at us as a, a as this weapon, as this, you know, axe coming at you through the air. It's it's very it's very scary to think that this still continues today. And of course, I being, you know, a lifelong feminist, someone who loves the study of all these waves of feminism that we've seen along mm-hmm. the way. I mean, to really break it down shoddily and missing a lot of facts, I'm owning that. Um, first wave feminism about getting the vote. Second wave feminism about equality in society. And yes, things like the birth control pill. Third wave feminism, um, that's a little bit more about understanding that white women are privileged in this effort of, of trying to be noticed and, and, and respected. That's kind of third wave you get that fourth wave. I mean, the internet gets involved, but I'm curious, where does sexuality stitch through this? Because I feel like there's just always been a war on sexuality and women's sexuality in particular, whether it's pleasure, whether it's how we identify. Hmm. Well, a woman's sexuality is scary, at least to people who don't want to understand it. And if we're being really blunt, like the sexuality of a woman in in history, especially like, you know, American history and all that, like it wasn't really a factor. It didn't really matter. Like a woman existed kind of for a man and to reproduce. So the idea of woman's pleasure and a woman having sex simply for pleasure Mm. was, was crazy. And like, it meant like, it did kind of mean like, oh my God, you don't want to get married in your early 20s. That used to be a thing. You didn't have children when you were a teenager, early twenties and married. It's like, what are you doing with your life? But now we're in this new era where women are getting married later than ever, having kids later than ever, because they're working and they want to have successful career lives, or they just don't want to have fucking kids. But I mean, female sexuality still frightens, frightens. I mean, our, look our, at the our world. Yeah. Our, our body frightens people. Like, how dare we choose what to do with it? Right. Literally me wearing my sports bra from the gym and some some athletic shorts makes me a prostitute. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. that's the kind of anger and opinion that I know still exists with some men viewing us in society. Oh, completely. And the fucked up thing is like, you could have been wearing like sweatpants and a t-shirt all the way zipped up. And like, he could have still said that shit to you, but that's the thing. Like we, we can't even, we have to be nervous about leaving the house. Did you see those, like this kind of interesting, like news story or something where they had like a woman in like a tight black t-shirt walk up and down the streets of New York. And they, somebody behind her was filming or in front of her was filming and they Mm. like saw how many times she was like accosted on the street. You should look that up. I think like you were wow. really, but yeah, no, they had this like girl walking a black t-shirt, like up and down the streets of New York and like saw how many times that she was essentially harassed and like, right. and how that right. was like controversial too. It's like, Oh, well they were just being complimentary. They just wanted to say, hi, why do you gotta be such a bitch? And it's like, can a woman want to be alone, but also be attractive? Can't you wear a sports bra and just want to go live your life? Like, why do we always have to entertain? Even when we're not entertaining, our job is to entertain. Can exactly. I just go to the grocery store? Can I literally just go to the grocery store? And I know that men are like, well, then how are we supposed to compliment you? And how are we supposed to 
uh, introduce ourselves to you, if not with a compliment, how are we supposed to let you know that we might be interested? Because a lot of you women are always complaining about, oh, well, there aren't any good men. Well, soon you won't have any interactions with men if you keep firing back with this, that we don't want to be, we don't want to be, you know, uh, preyed upon, that women don't want to be preyed upon. Men are like, well, then, well, what are we, how are we going to get to know? For me, it's like, why is it always on the guy's, the guy's time, the guy's, the, the guy sets into motion that the opportunity exactly. is there for you to connect. And that is, that to me is so old world. That is such yeah. bullshit. Like women will pursue you if we want to. I've like gone up to men that I thought were attractive. Like I'm sure you've yeah. started a conversation with a man you thought totally. was attractive. Totally. Want to be fucked with the whole like? Well, what do we do if we find her attractive and she has headphones on? Like, is it bad? Like, yes, it's bad if you tap her on the shoulder just to say, "Hey, you look really hot." Like, I'm sorry. Like, he doesn't want that right now. If she has headphones on at the gym on the stairmaster, she doesn't care if you think that she's attractive. Like, right. Sometimes- doesn't matter if you think that she's hot and then going into the whole like well what are we supposed to do how are we supposed to have relation like relax we're not over what we're overpopulated it's okay there's no, there's no shortage of people fucking and having kids and linking up you know what i mean we're not at this point where women are just rejecting all men and penises like no that's really not how it is no, i do but but like, exactly more but i also feel like ladies if you do feel that you know uh men are becoming too neutered or i don't even i don't even care about that to be honest but women it is our responsibility to also make that approach you can't just sit around to all the women that are saying yeah well it's so hard to find a good guy are you going out there looking are you are you leading those interactions is my question because you should be yeah don't be scared and that's the thing too i think i I don't know i do think like there's the myth and the cliche and i think that's why there's the argument like well what are we supposed to do it's like maybe let her come to you or let her give you a little signal or something that she wants you to come over have her like make eye contact but if it's nothing then maybe it doesn't matter if you think that she's hot like maybe you don't need attention but a lot of it too is just wanting attention i think even that guy at like the subway you getting up and like moving away from him was like you taking away some of his attention you like insulting him by not wanting to sit next to him you know just like that guy at the restaurant like the when they like the there's just like a saying like that like there's nothing more dangerous than a bruised ego and a fragile man (laughs) like there's stuff like that so true Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Then you come to a city like New York where egos are like supercharged and that statement could not be more true. I'm learning it every day. I am fucking learning that every single day. We're one of the craziest places that you could really be when it comes to people. So yeah. LA and New York. Those are like ego epicenters right there. Yeah. That's that's about as intense as it gets. um, So I'm not surprised. Girl. You and I, you and I do have, uh, we both come from this era and this moment in time where a certain girl group known as the Spice Girls, and I was just listening to a podcast about this today. The Spice okay. Girls were massively influential to me. And I know that you as well, you're, you were a fan. Mm, I, yeah, I saw Spice World in theaters. Same. Like I, 
I can probably Same. still recite those songs. I still have them on like my iPhone. Like they pop up every once in a while when I'm like working out or driving. No, the Spice Girls, everything. I had the dolls back in the day. Oh Same. yeah. No. Great so I'm, I was, I'm listening to this show this morning, right? And I am having a whole new appreciation for the Spice Girls. You know, before that presentation of a girl group, before the Spice Girls, mm. women especially were kind of pitched to see a group of women who all identify the same way. You know, girl groups before then would all dress the same. Girl yeah. groups before then, there wasn't individuality. And the Spice Girls were very unique in that when they came out, they celebrated diversity within the sisterhood of women just by being so unique as individuals. And that became influential for women's self-expression for our age group. I, I hadn't even considered this, but everyone knew who their favorite Spice Girl was. Mine was Jerry, because she was horny and hot. Mm -hmm. Mine was, was 40 that? when I was a kid, because I was a little tomboy, and I'd like, that was my jam. Though I always wished I was baby, but... <laughs> No, honestly, but I was always a little bit more sporty, but I wished I was like a little bit more a baby because I honestly, I loved most of her outfits. I loved her giant shoes. Well, their whole like mantra was girl power. So I like, I thought that was the whole, the whole point is like everybody was themselves and like their own kind of crazy version. And they were also very sexy, but they never really mm -hmm. got a whole lot of like shit for it because it was really it was a very individual style. And I think that's why I love a good style of a good theme. I think, yeah, no, I think I they were badass. There was nothing like them before them, like this really like mainstream, like girl group where everybody was all different and they were very expressive. I love them. I mean, when you, when you actually, now that we are older and we have lived, you know, adult lives, I am having this renaissance of Spice Girls in my life. And I was listening to like all their songs earlier today after I listened to this podcast and I realized, holy shit, these women were talking about their own desires. They weren't yeah. saying, what's yours? Let me cater to you. They were also completely in control of the decisions they would make for their body. They have agency over their own bodies. This is like really revolutionary to hear from a group of women that were literally speaking to nine, 10 year olds that were going, wait, oh, okay. Even, even the idea of putting a safe sex message into one of their songs, you remember to become one. Yeah. I didn't even think twice about, um, be a little bit wiser, baby, put it on, put it on. That's about a condom. Yeah, I, I believe that. Yeah. Like, I, I haven't even thought of that. They have a lot of very, like, empowering, like, sexual-based songs where it is, like, about them and what they want and about, like, friendship and being, like, tough and strong. But, like, yeah, even, like, their whole, like, wannabe. Like, it's all yeah. about, yeah, being, like, you got to get with my friends. Like, friendship yeah. with my friends. Like, it's much more than about just being obsessed with guys. And it's more fun. A lot of their songs weren't even necessarily like love songs or dating songs. They were like anthems. They were like power songs. Like um, I used to love all their stuff. I love like Stop. I love Never Give Up on the Good Times. I yeah. love the Ladies of Vamp. Ladies of Vamp is just talking about like uh, all these like beautiful, badass, like movie stars. And totally. Know, power just, girl just, in the 90s world. Yes. You know, I had not considered the lyrics as 
as specifically as I did today. And that has been such a fun journey. I am so happy that that was in our our growing up, our coming of age, because look, I'm not coming down on the artists that exist today and inspire young people today. I'm not coming down on them because I think every generation takes what they will from pop culture, whether or not they act on wet ass pussy or whether or not um, they, they choose to just enjoy the music versus become conditioned by the music. That to me, they're on their own path but i do think it's a very different world we are a lot more sexual in Mm -hmm. music today and i'm like ooh, what happens to this young generation what are they gonna be like yeah i mean well gosh in some ways like do you want to be a kid right now do you not want to be a kid right now it's a very different world so i mean there's a lot of like pros and cons in that sense like kid these days have their own yeah good and bad but but yeah, I mean, I know you're kind of, I'm getting to that age too, where it's like, I kind of miss like some of our older music, but if we're being really honest here, how much of the new music is really influenced by the older stuff? Like everything has like the, the starting notes of another song, like half the songs totally. are like revamps of other songs. Like I'm hearing like, I love you baby, like on, like, if it's quite like, why is this? <laughs> it's really, it's interesting, but, but I don't know. I mean, I think, I don't know if I necessarily think that we're less prude. That's the hard part. It's like, yeah, we got wet ass pussy on the internet, but also mm. Roe v. Wade was overturned. So it's yeah, like, exactly. how sexually free are we? I think there's always like this battle. Like it's a two steps forward, a step back. So with that in mind, because yes, there are advancements as far as us talking about sexuality through arts and, and pop culture but we're also seeing these insane laws come down that are backpedaling into the past where freedoms are now restricted in so many ways. In Romy's Romy's view of the world, what, what should feminism be working towards today? And I know it's a tall order. I know it's like a huge tall order, I mean, do we even call it feminism anymore? Is it I mean, humanism? What is feminism nowadays? Because there's even that kind of internal debate on like feminists fighting feminists. And there's a lot of like what makes a good feminist there. I mean, there are anti-sex worker feminists and which is a little difficult, but yeah. Um, gosh, I think like I'm a very live and let live person. I think that that's what the world needs a little bit more of. I'm very much, you know, your body, your choice, you know, whatever lifestyle you want to live should be yours. I think a, a good feminist should be a very free thinker. It should be like equal rights and equal life. Like you should be able to do whatever you want. Even you should be supporting women. Like women yeah. really should be supporting each other. I mean, you can't, Obviously, there's there's examples of why in certain people in certain situations that you don't support, but we should be on each other's team. And I think there has been like a pretty big divide, especially like from the pandemic era. I think a lot of people have gotten like scared and angry Mm. and frustrated and bored and just needing to latch on to certain things and like needing needing reasons Mm. and. And I, and I just I think that there needs to be more acceptance and love as corny as that sounds right now. I think a good feminist is somebody who's not excluding, but who's also willing to stand up for themselves and others yeah. fight for 
rights. I mean, you have to be able to stand up for yourself. Like even just a woman nowadays, like it's like what makes a good feminist, like what makes like a good strong woman these days? I feel like those are the same answers. I, I, I love that you brought into the spotlight here that the pandemic might have made some of us a little bit more, I don't know if you want to call it pacified, but I feel like some of us got quieter and mm. a lot of us became a little more accepting. And I don't mean us as in women, I mean human yeah. beings. I think a lot of us, yeah, you know, we, we became a little bit more, of course I fucking knocked my light out. We became a little bit more passive and like, you know, we'll, we'll get through this, but I'm just going to watch and see how it plays out. Like, did we lose our bite? Did we lose our ambition? Did we lose, we have to get it back people. Yeah. Cause the problem is some people got quieter and some people got louder and angrier. So I yeah. think that there needs to be more of this balance, which I think that's, that's, what's really bothering me right now with the world is everything seems like a little we're still in this not even an imbalance scale you know when you like take something heavy off of a scale and it's still kind of like shaking and going up and down I think that's what's happening right now in the world mm -hmm. and I think we're on like really shaky territory to everybody trying to get their footing again I think things are changing and staying the same but like we should be going for change but we shouldn't be going for the change that is changing all the good that we put into the world, like everything I, that we. I love that you just explained to us what it feels like to have an earthquake in Los Angeles. The ground is rumbling. <laughs> you know? moving up and down. Everybody's bracing, which is kind of true too. We're all just bracing yeah. ourselves, hiding under the chairs. Like, I don't know. I mean, that's a tricky thing. Like, what is the right answer to anything right yeah. now? Does anybody yeah. have? How should anybody be living their life right now? Maybe we should have like smoked a shit ton of weed before this episode and been like, I've got this girl. decisive philosophy, but girl, I agree. It's hard to, to feel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's shaky ground right now. I absolutely agree with that. And it makes it a really, it makes it difficult to feel grounded, to know what to plan for, what to anticipate for. No one, if you had told me two years ago, get ready because Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned, I would never have believed you. I would have said, um, bullshit. Yeah, right. We're not going to let that happen. And then it did. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, I feel like in the past, like five plus years, never think that something can't happen. It can happen. I, the truth is stranger than fiction. So don't put that energy out into the world. Yeah. I don't know. The whole joke of like trying to stabilize. Come on, let's just be real here for like, come on. People want to see us be real. How stable have you felt continuously over the past like two plus years? There have been moments where I've been a little bit off kilter, ma'am. Girl, no, I haven't felt, I haven't felt grounded. I haven't felt able to like stabilize myself and take off for what I want. I feel like I'm, like you said, bracing. I'm, I'm kind of waiting to see how, this structure known as America might yeah. crumble in certain ways or redevelop in certain ways so that I can use it as my playground again. That's how I feel. 
And a lot of people are really kind of reanalyzing their lives over the past few years. Again, for some good and some bad, some are channeling that energy into like women shouldn't have rights, put your clothes on. And other people are like, I don't know what to do with myself. Fuck it. I just want to travel. So I think, yeah, we're having that. Like some people are just trying to pacify because they just want to live their lives again. And other people are angry and want to like change things, not always for the better and want to discriminate and hold people back because it's a scary time. Agreed. It's a scary time. Here's what blows my mind is that we have more content creators, more people sharing their expressions of sexuality than ever before with the rise of these independent content platforms. We have more people than ever before saying, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna make money off of photos of my asshole. I'm gonna have sex and film it and share it. And at the same time, we also have this huge rise against all things sexual, whether it's sexual education in online spaces, whether it's, you know, abortion clinics for fuck's sakes you know what i mean there's also this huge swing the other way and to have both of them kind of happening simultaneously it feels very dooming i don't know when the explosion is going to happen and what mean what it'll mean when the dust settles but i don't think we're done with this moment in how society views sexuality i know that it's constantly evolving Oh, yeah. I mean, with the rise of OnlyFans and all of that, it's like in every other pay site and how people are exploring their sexuality and being content creators, especially through the pandemic. There wasn't a ton of other choices for a lot of people. I think that kind of it angered some almost like the joke of like people who didn't want even sex workers to be empowered. They weren't huge fans of like OnlyFans and all of these new platforms coming around. So, I mean, I'm not surprised that where there's a rise in something, there's a fall in other yeah. things. There is, yeah. yeah, we are more sexual, but like the people who don't want us to be sexual are now just angrier. And hey, they were trying to take all of this yeah. away from us simultaneously. Didn't they try to shut down OnlyFans and like these credit card companies are trying to pull out of all the platforms that they can? Like, yeah. it's free, but sometimes is it i think there is again that like push pull battle and because like everybody's obsessed with sex like sex sells sex is a part of everything but at the same time some people they want to keep it in that like seedy dark area because almost i always say that it's a different kind of fantasy for them people like it when their sex is dirty and wrong and like it's not okay to be a sex worker but like it's okay to jerk off to them in a dark room Mm. (laughs) <laughs> okay, how about this one? How about this yeah. one? I've got one for you. I just, yeah. this popped into my head. This literally popped into my head just now, and I'm letting it come out without any thought. Spirit. When penis owners or when men say mm-hmm. that it feels better to have sex without a condom on, is that entirely just based on the reality that you're skin to skin and that that's just, or is there an element of the power that they have in that moment? that they enter you and they like, am I, am I going down a crazy path? Did I smoke some weed? But is it, is it that power play that feels good? Uh, feels good for them or feels good for you? <laughs> for them. The guy always says famously, you yes. know what? It just feels so much better without a condom on. Right. It right. Like obviously. Right. Yeah. But that was is it a power? 
Is it the power that feels good as well as the skin to skin? Do you think that that oh, comes sure. into or again, am I being paranoid? <laughs> no, no, no. Come on now. You know, that's like saying that, oh, no, come on. There's a bunch of people who in that situation pulled out that like, oh, are you sure it'll feel so much better because they know that they can like guilt somebody or make them uncomfortable. Again, a lot, we would circle back. A lot of people don't like confrontation. People will do a lot of things, even things that they're not like comfortable with to avoid like to avoid any negativity and it's like uh-huh. they don't somebody they're about to have sex with is now trying to get them to do something a little different they're already like some people are already naked already in that zone and then you're vulnerable so right. I think yeah I think for any guy that was like yeah I'm gonna wear a condom and then right before he puts it on be like hey do I really have to that is manipulation and that is kind of fucked up again especially because yeah it feels better for the girl too if there's no condom but like there's a reason you're fucking wearing the condom like I'm sorry I guess we both didn't yeah. go test it together and then we can go have sex instead if we're just doing it this way then you gotta wear a condom buddy I'm sorry like right oh no and the- you're Poor penis will feel better for 30 seconds. <laughs> like Right. Uh, and that's and but this is why the question jumped into my head because of the war on you know women's rights right now and and the agency over our bodies. This is why I ask it. It's like we're seeing that there's potential that like certain contraception laws and certain kinds of um uh, uh, methods of birth control, we might see some of these laws and rulings also change. There have been rumors of this. So to me, I'm like, hold up. Part of what feels good for you guys, am I getting this right, is the fact that you got your way. Yes, of course. Yes, uh-huh. 100%. Again, it's almost about like winning a situation. Like they want right. to have the best situation that they can possibly have. But if you get knocked up, like then that, might, that potentially could be on you depending on what they decide. But then you can't decide in a lot of places if you don't want to continue with that. So it's it becomes like, and then it, people go into, oh, well, if she didn't want to like get pregnant, then she should have been like forcing the con. Like, but what if it's that kind of situation where somebody guilt tripped you and made you uncomfortable and made you feel bad? It's like now people are going to still blame you. Mm-hmm. You guys didn't, you know, use a condom and can, you know, but it's like a man doesn't get nearly as much of the stigma when it comes to a pregnancy in particular, an unplanned pregnancy. That's mainly on the woman, mainly because she has to fucking carry the child, but the guy obligation at the end of the day, unless you take his ass to court, but it's the woman who's pregnant is the one who's really kind of fucked in that situation. In all honesty, it's so fucking true. It is Mm -hmm. so true. And I know that everyone has been seeing this in memes going around on social media. I know that everyone is aware of this reality and I'm literally just regurgitating something we all know, but if, if it's God's will for a woman to carry a pregnancy to full term, it's God's will for your dick not to work. So Viagra, cancel it. You know, like that whole concept to me has been, I think about it and I get fired the fuck up and then I go to the gym and I lift weights, you know? I'm like, the fact that we have all of these options that are so readily available for your dick and the security of your pleasure to stay functioning and in the forefront of, of opportunity, that to me is so backward. I could literally scream about that right now. Viagra's if you're covered 
by insurance. That's like, that's the crazy thing. You can get free Viagra, but a woman can't get a free tampon. Like, no, the, the sexual pleasure of men is always been higher than even like the health of a woman. Again, we, what is female pleasure at the end of the day to like men throughout history? At least right. we can say that like, no, we, we are their vessels. You know, we are their it's property fine. to a lot yeah. of people. But that's why there's been this whole like revolution of like women veering off and being like, no, please don't talk to me if I have like headphones and a sports bra when I'm out. Like, please leave me alone if I want to be left alone. I don't want to have kids. I don't want to get married. And then the whole like whining is like, I can't come up to any girl that I want to. And I can't tell her to smile when she's walking down the street. Like, boo fucking who it must be so hard to be a man especially like a grown straight white man oh no are, are they this not 2022 yeah are their penises not happy 24 7 are they not always getting the attention that they want like oh well nobody gets all the attention whatever they want like i hate feeding people's egos like if i can't have an ego either can you asshole we we as america we send discreetly packaged three Viagra or erectile dysfunction medications, we send those out to you, like discreetly. We take care of all of it. Meanwhile, like you said, we can't get a tampon. <laughs> our, our, our rights as the vessel that, yes, gets pregnant, that's been taken away? I mean, yeah. not in New York State and not in, in, in California. California. Thank God. Yeah. But, I mean, I, we're in this together sis everyone i'm talking all of we are all in this together women of america people of america yes no we God have damn. to be i mean that way again the being so diverse in certain kind of ways is why we're losing rights without even realizing it so no this is it's a great time to be a strong, confident woman, like making her own money. But don't ever think that there aren't people trying to take that away. Like for mm. every good person, there's a bad person too. So I mm. think you just got to be really fucking honest with yourself and keep fighting the good fight. I think that's all somebody can really do is try to be the best, best version of themselves that they can be and live. I think the whole defiance is being happy and doing what you want to do with your life. So if you want to really like stick it to the people trying to take away your, your liberties and your happiness and your ability to wear a fucking sports bra walking down the streets, like we have to do that shit twice as much, go twice as hard. I think so. I mean, Never stop wearing your sports bra. No, listen, the Spice <laughs> Girls, the Spice Girls were up on those motherfucking stages on our TV sets in mini skirts and push-up bras, okay? Like, Giant shoes. Yeah, no. I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. like, again, like, all these clothes that are made for us, I think about that sometimes, all these fucking clothes that are made for us, it's like if we wore half that shit walking down the street by ourselves, it's crazy. Like, and, and people wonder why sometimes like we have to put on like sweatpants and hoodies and stuff just to run some errands. But it's like, I don't always want to have to do that. Like, why can't I wear like tight leggings and a sports bra and like go shopping without being bothered? Because again, like we, how many times do we have to go over like a woman's not dressing for you? Right. No one's especially when we're like out and about the whole, like, how do we approach when we're out and about? Like, I'm not going to get over that because it's just, it's so silly. Like maybe you shouldn't. Like if it seems that difficult and you have to go out of your way to do so, maybe it's not the right fucking time. If, if you're questioning whether or not your approach 
might be harassment or whether your approach might be disrespectful, it probably yeah. is. You know what I mean? Like it really probably is. It. It's not like, it's not a science to figure out. You don't need yeah. to beautiful mind it on your window pane and go, let me carry the one and the you would know. If you're exactly. questioning it, then yes. <laughs> Then you yeah. have to figure out a way to like finagle your way into my life and try <laughs> to talk to me and like do these like stupid rom-com hijinks where you're following me around and striking up a conversation with the barista and waiting for me to like, no, dude, <laughs> you're just crazy. Then you are trying to disturb my day and my life because your penis is bored. Like, I hate Oh that. my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. When in doubt, take a step back. When in doubt, physically, spiritually, mentally, take a step back. Yeah. Reassess. Think about this situation. Girl, (laughs) I, I listen to everyone watching and listening right now. Tell us how much you enjoy the two of us together, because I, I'm thinking, I'm looking at a future here saying, I need more of this in my life personally. Yeah, we just need to like shoot the shit a little more. People like yeah. that. People miss yeah. this. Let us know how much you miss us. Send us some questions and some random ideas. We'll talk about some, I don't know, maybe if we like your topic, we'll talk about it. Maybe we'll, I don't know, dig into you a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> give us please some do. Yeah, Send give us some feedback. Questions. Yeah. Send some feedback. We love it. We love it. And Romy, We're for everyone. A more often. But wait, well, you know, yes, I, we know. Will. I need to catch up a little bit. So like, how's your day? What are you doing? Are you going on a vacation or anything? What are you well, doing? Okay. So New York City summertime, it is hot as fuck. It is hot as fuck in this city. And I think it's making people a little extra crazy. Um, mm-hmm. I am off to the Hamptons tomorrow to go do a content day with my dear friend, Ellen Stagg. I love so, that. Oh my oh, God, yeah. what else have you and Ellen Stagg done together recently? Is there something you want to share? Uh, yeah, so Ellen and I, you might've heard the rumblings of a certain project called Red Umbrella Talk that we shot in November, people, November. Long ago, November 2021, uh, we have been finalizing all of the edits of each individual episode. And you know what? I'm so excited to bring this project to audiences because this was my mission to have a bridge made between those in the know of sex work and those on the outside of sex work. And so what you're going to get is five episodes that are composed of the conversations, the questions that the general public has submitted about sex work. Each episode looks at a different um, a different occupation within it. Stripping, escorting, professional domination, um, the a legal episode. And uh, I think that was it. Did I get them all? Escorting, stripping, professional domination, legal. What am I porn. missing? There's one in there. Porn. porn. Was there porn? Um, uh, oh, was there a porn <laughs> episode? Porn? I don't know. A certain someone joined me for it, everyone. A certain somebody. Romy, you I'm shot that with see. us. I'm excited to see the project not only come out, but continue, because this, this is just the beginning of yeah. Red for Laura Desiree. I'm very excited to see more. But to be honest, that's not even what I was talking about. I was talking about this other project with you and Ellen that just came to fruition and is now on newsstands. 
That's what I was talking about. We okay. can go to Okay. A lot of right now, Laura. There's a lot of listen. She loves being busy. She's constantly busy. And for that little update, everyone, if you check out the recent edition of World Famous Hustler magazine, this is their 48th anniversary issue, and Laura Desiree is on the front cover. That's a big moment. Romy, you're inside of the magazine though, too. I'm deep inside of it, but like you are front and center, baby. You're inside of it too, technically, but like that is incredible. That is incredible. Congratulations. You're on the cover of like the anniversary issue of Hustler Magazine. That's it, it, a big deal. As that all came together, I was, um, I was just, you know, hit so many times with this feeling of like, is this real? One of them being when I found out that uh, Mrs. Larry Flint had picked that image herself. And I oh. thought, oh my God, she has seen me. Like, of course she made the selection. Of course she did, duh. But no. that was a big moment of, oh my God. Like it just, the honor, the feeling of, of honor went even deeper. I was just so blown away to know that she had selected that image. And of course, you know, when Ellen and I shot that, we, we were hoping, we thought it'd be nice if, you know, we ended up getting the cover, but, it was never the play. We weren't on assignment shooting the cover. You know what I mean? We were shooting some fun content in Brooklyn and thought, let's see if we could submit this. And then it made the cover. When did you know? Like, did they just send it to you? Did they surprise oh. you? I knew a little while ago, but I kept my damn lips closed, honey. Um, but Ellen, Ellen herself, I think this is her third cover for them. I'm pretty sure that this is her third or fourth. So Ellen's got an incredible legacy in having her images featured prominently, as prominent as it gets on the front cover of the magazine. So killing she's it. got- Congratulations to Ellen killing too. It. Killing it. Hey, Ellen. Killing it. Killing it. Um, so yeah, that was massive. Are you kidding me? It's like, how do you keep this momentum going? You just, you keep working. One thing at a time, there's always more projects, having more projects come out. You're continuing to do more projects. I keep bugging you about your YouTube channel that you're, you're doing, you're working on it. I'm working on it. I know. I'm working on it. They're never ending. And come on, I, I know you, there's stuff happening. There's stuff that's gonna keep happening. And yes. like, you're a hustler, baby. You're like, this is not, this is just the well, baby, I, I kind of learned from one of the best personally, you know, I'm just going to say if, you mm -hmm. know, you ask where some of the influence of the hustle comes from a few years ago, I was in the personal hotel room of a certain Romy rain in uh, Las Vegas. And mm -hmm. I remember this explosive, exciting individual that, you know, was so warm. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. So warm. And so full of this, like, you've got it and you can fucking do it attitude that like, I I'm serious. I'll go back to that as often as possible to say that that was huge for me when but, we did that initial interview. But no, you got it. You can do it. And you know that I've said this before so many times, you're an inspiration to me. Like all the things that are possible in the world and all these different like sidesteps to sex work and adult entertainment that are all together, but like are their own beautiful world. No, it's a pleasure to work with you and to be around you and to share energy. Again, this is what, this is what feminism is, baby. This Thank is you. <laughs> this exactly. is what people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Like you can celebrate each other 
you can uplift each. It's not about competition. It really is not. When you get that into your mind, it becomes a poison. And I don't see the use in it. I really don't see the use. Like, you have to understand, we the greatest opportunity we have in this life is to be completely ourselves. And that means the most unique offering in the world because you're an individual. There's nobody like you. So yeah. why on earth would you try and replicate, try and uh, uh, redo? Just be you. Be there's you. Everybody, there's enough things to do. There's enough opportunities. There's enough like fucking shit to dip your toes into. And fuck if there's not, create your own. Make your yeah. own path. Do your own projects. Like fake it to you. All the make. time. You know? Yeah. All the time. I'll have a young brand new cam performer message me or reach out to me and they go, Hey, I'm tired. I, I've been in this now for a month and I'm burning out and I just don't know if I love it. What do I do? What do I yeah. do? And yeah. I always, I always ask them, you know, like check it, let's check in on some of the facts here. What are you doing with your time in the business? How are you sharing yourself? How are you expressing yourself? Are these things you genuinely enjoy? Because yeah. if you're doing and sharing things you genuinely in your core enjoy, it won't feel exhausting. Yeah, it won't like. And if you're not happy, that like says so much for you, like that, right. that answers your own question. But there's so many things that you could try. I always tell people too, like if you're not happy in what you're doing, obviously maybe don't do that, but explore right. other options. And honestly, like being burked out with Cam within a month, like you're just getting started. Like it's going to be a little bit frustrating and a little bit like nerve wracking at first. But my always advice is you got to keep going unless you like are very much against it and you're just not feeling good about yourself or what you're doing. You have to be consistent. Consistency is everything. And to try to do as much as you can. Like when somebody's new in cam, I'm like, okay, start the Twitter too, start an Instagram too, promote and post every time you're going to be on. And so there's all these little, like, you know, things you can do, but your happiness is number one. If you're not enjoying what you're doing, it's, it's not going to last. Even if you're making good money, if you like hate being on webcam, like it's not yeah. going to matter. But it's, it's as simple as this. Okay. So I, I do this workout class in New York called Rumble. And if I don't go for a month, if I don't go for uh, two months, I get back in there and it's fucking exhausting. And it takes me two weeks to build up the muscle and the endurance to do it. So if you are new to camming, you might be working on those muscles, you know, and it can feel a little draining. That's, that's, that's part of it. I mean, it's, it is an element that is a potential and you're yeah. going to feel tired at the end of a good work day, but you shouldn't feel like hope is lost and that you've made the wrong yeah. decisions. If so, maybe, maybe it isn't the business for you, yeah. but also make sure that your work is something that you're joyous to do. And that you're proud of. I mean, a lot of stuff too, you're going to get in, like get out what you put in. So, I mean, if you're not, if you're not really like doing what you can be doing in this, if you're not really hustling, if you're not trying to go the extra mile or maybe stay on cam an extra 10 minutes or background, like there's, there's always something else you could be doing. And sometimes that, that can get to a point where you're like a little bit of a hustler where you can be like, Oh God, I should, there's always so much for me to be doing. And that can get overwhelming where it's like, and then you feel bad about yourself if you're not constantly doing something. So that's a different conversation 
to take a break. But when you're just starting out, you kind of have to be full throttle. And if you just don't have like the the energy to be or the desire to be, I hate to say it, it's not very likely you're going to be successful in anything if you don't really have that motivation. No, it's so true. It really is. And that is one of the requirements, I think, for anyone in this business. People always say, well, what does it take? What do I need to have? What qualities do I need to have? That's one of them. Yeah. That's a big part of it. You know, like any entrepreneur. Yeah. We're like the, how do I be successful in sex work? Like, or get in, like getting in is easy. Being successful isn't like being successful in anything isn't like, that's going to take a lot of time and effort and work, like, you know, days upon days straight to really, then you can slack off a little bit, then you can kind of do what you want a little bit more. But if you're really trying to build yourself, you need to build yourself. That needs to be a goal. That needs to be a purpose. Like if you like want to be good, like you kind of have to be good at it. And it just, Sometimes that can be like a little bit of a, a harsh truth for some people. Like I get that sometimes too. It's like, how do I get to your level? How do I do this, this and that? And like, you know, there were days where I was working five, six days in a row. Like there, you know, are times where I'm posting like every single day. I mean, at least on like Twitter and certain platforms I am yeah. like posting on like every platform every single day. And like, that'll take hours out of its time. Like I'm doing webcam stuff. I'm doing feature dancing. Like there's so much you could be doing. And the thing of it is you need to do it. Like I just, I wish I could almost be a little bit more. I can try to be helpful when I'm like, okay, well, these are little like tips and tricks, but you gotta do the work. You know what I mean? I don't want to be Kardashian about it. It's like, get your fucking ass up and work. (laughs) Hey, I wasn't born into a rich family, just FYI. Like, I didn't get famous off of one sex tape. So it's kind of. But it's work, people. (laughs) And when we say sex work is work, it's not just so that you see the work as legitimate. Of course, that is the overriding message. That is a big, the big part of it. But sex work, it is work. Okay. It's work, which means. Exactly. It takes, it takes your commitment. It really does. So like sex work is work. It doesn't just mean that it's a real industry. Of course, that's the big message, but, but it's work. You got it. You get what you put into it. Model, producer, director, editor, sound design, set design, like you are like everything. If you're shoes, especially if you're a content creator nowadays, like you are everything in your own world. So if something isn't done, it is on you, which is a great feeling and a horrible feeling at the same time. But it's very you get get full control. You know, you get full control. And I like control. Control is sexy. (laughs) Look, with with fuck me, if I actually am going to bring this statement into it, I am. With great power comes great responsibility. This is what we're talking about, people. It is. This is what we're talking about. You know. Yeah. That's it. That's we're it. not just posting on pretty. We're like, we're putting in the work. <laughs> no, we're, you're, it is work. Yeah. So when you ask, how do you get to that level? Trust me, I'm still looking to level up. I'm always looking to level yeah. up. There's but always a level. It's work. It's work. It's yeah, a lot of you're work. Not just, you're not just laying on your ass and people are giving you magazine covers. That's not how <laughs> this works. You know what I mean? That's not how this business or the world works. I promise. If you're seeing somebody around and like getting accolades and like people are talking about them. It's not because they're hiding in their rooms. Right. So. I know. I, I, it's, that's the truth of it. It really is. Yeah. But yeah. my doll, 
this is this is uh this is our time for today because i'm gonna jump on cam are you breaking up um, with me this is i am not i am never breaking up with you but i am gonna jump on cam so if you guys yeah, don't follow me i gotta get to work but you guys should be following both of us uh, obviously i'm a creator on tempted.com uh, you can find all of the links on my social media. There's a little link that you just click uh, underneath my profile. Um, but Romy, more so, how do people get in touch with you and find all of your amazing content? Um, you can find me all over the net, Romy Brain, uh, Romy underscore Brain on Twitter, Romy Rain on Instagram. I'm on OnlyFans, um, freaking all over the net, many vids. I want clips. I am going to be getting ready for the rest of the day, packing up. I have a little shoot this weekend, so more content coming. I have to get like my nice little summer tan. It's been a little bit like foggy over here the past few days. So I'm going to Palm Springs mm. to get nice and burnt. It's going to be great. Oh, oh, we are already drooling for that content. Fuck. I'll meet you mm. in the Hamptons though, baby. Girl, I'll see you in the Hamptons, all right? I've never been, and it's going to be an adventure, so also stay tuned for that content. I promise it's coming. Um, Send us questions and chat with us, because we will be please. back. We're not done with this. We are not done with this. We are not done with you. And everyone watching and listening, uh, make sure that you subscribe to the channel that you found this on. And like we have told you a thousand times, drop your comments below. I'm Laura Desiree. This has been Licked and Loaded, and we'll see you back here real soon. Bye. <laughs>